Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We were all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same as we are liberated from our own fear. Our presence automatically liberates others. Sir, I just want to say thank you. You saved my life. Thank you, sir. All of you. I used to feel so devastated. At times I thought we'd never make it. But now we on our way to greatness. And all that ever took was patience. I, I, I used to feel so devastated. At times I thought we'd never make it. Getting better each day, taking that to the cheesecake. Welcome to the love we pray. Trying to be my best each day until I'm letting the rest of we late. Yeah, to the time being we lit. Hoping I don't let it get all of my head. I don't need the money, just spend it, I'm rich. Couple little Episode 62 of the Brotherly Love Sports Podcast. I'm on the phone here with Eric Kindler, Aggie, and the Eagles pretty much knocked out of playoff contention yesterday. Tough loss in overtime to the Cowboys. Horrible ref game. I was depressed last night. Very sad. But you know what? <laughs> Can only have good vibes today, Eggie. Only, uh, only good thoughts. Absolutely, man. Only positivity because Eggie interviewed his former teammate from St. Joe's University and current Detroit Piston, Langston Galloway. Yeah, dude. You know, for the listeners, I was even in Rittenhouse last night after the game. Called Ian. And I was like, ah, maybe this is, uh, maybe this is not the best time. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, after something tragic happened, it's like, it was oh, too fresh. It was too fresh. So, you know, you say you're tired. I was like, you know what? It's cool. So it was all, it, it was fortuitous that, uh, Lane reached out this morning because we were trying to get this, uh, this interview scheduled because looking at the Sixers schedule, they played Detroit on Friday and then, you know, they kind of bookended their weekend with another game versus the Pistons here on Monday. So we were able to do this interview this morning as kind of just like catching up. I mean, I haven't talked to Lang in a while, but it was sweet because it was actually like a pretty decent preview for the showdown at the center, uh, as Tom McGinnis would call it, uh, tonight versus the Sixers. Yeah, and you know, we snuck out of that game with the win without Joel Embiid, 117 to 111. It was a tough game, and uh, you know, at the beginning of the game, I made a prediction that the Sixers were only going to be able to win if they got 30 points from Jimmy Butler, 20 from Ben Simmons, 18 from JJ, and 10 from TJ McConnell. And Eggie, it was pretty close to all of those. So it was a, a pretty good yeah, showing from the supporting cast of Joel Embiid. But, Eggy, I got to say, man, I know he's not a sixer, but I sure do root for Langston Galloway. 
I know, dude, and that's why I said in the interview, the last time they played in, in Philadelphia, like after the Pistons won, they didn't bring on a sixer. They brought Lang onto the onto the, uh, the broadcast. I think I think people in Philadelphia like are just unapologetically like Galloway. You know, big thumbs up. Everybody loves Lang. Being he's from Baton Rouge, but he made such a great impact here in Philly, playing for St. Joe's. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm a big fan, so um, I can give some background on Lang if you want, Ian. Yeah, sure, that'd be great. All right, cool. So for the listener. If I'm sure you heard about Langston Galloway, but if you want a little bit, you want to know a little bit more about the Pistons reserve guard, uh, Lang Galloway is a native of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He came up here to Philadelphia to play for St. Joe's, had a fantastic career. He's the second time leading scorer in St. Joe's history behind none other than Jameer Nelson, but he is the leader in three point, uh, made field goals. He was an undrafted rookie free agent. Uh, playing in the G League for the New York Knicks affiliate when he got the call up in 2015, and he took advantage of it by becoming uh, the only player in New York Knicks history to be an undrafted rookie named to an all-rookie team. Uh, he played a couple years in New York, and he got traded to his hometown, in effect, uh, Pelicans team, but uh, then got acquired by the Sacramento Kings for the DeMarcus Cousins trade. Uh, after that year in 2016 where he was moving around a little bit, he found footing in Detroit, signing a three-year deal. And uh, it took a little bit of time. Last year he was low in minutes. Uh, but this year, Ian, he's averaging 25 minutes per game, nine points. And he's for a shooter, this is pretty good, 40% from the field. They have 24 games they've played this year. He's played in 23. I mean, with Reggie Jackson struggling the way he does and Luke Kennard, um, and, and Ish Smith being injured, he has really stepped up. I mean, he played 37 minutes last night against a good Pelicans team, had a season-high 24 points. Uh, plus, he looked like he was going to get a little bit of a tussle with Jimmy Butler the other day. So he's got that in his back pocket, too. So there's Langston Galloway for you, man. Dude, I saw that little tussle, and it looked like Lang was defending Blake Griffin, which I know a lot of, oh, players, yeah, absolutely. A lot of players tend to get in scuffles <laughs> with Blake. I don't know why, but, yeah, Lang's a good teammate, man. He stepped up for his buddy. He is, man. He's, he's great. He's great. He's looking good. I think he's wearing number nine out there. I don't know the significance of that. But in any case, th- this was a fun interview for me, Ian. I don't know if the listeners remember this summer. I got to interview one of my former teammates, Isaiah Miles, who was with the Sixers during the summer league and is now doing a good job in France. And that was really cool because, yeah, I got to talk to Isaiah about his interest in basketball and this and that, but I got to talk about, you know, what, what he, what basketball means to him and, and how it kind of has helped, you know, him to where he wants to be. I think Lang even more so. All right. So to the listener, if you want to hear about X's and O's, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, but we didn't go too much into that. All right. We talk about the preview of the game tonight versus the Sixers. Lang gives us a little bit of a scouting report and how they want to play. Uh, you know, the guards, especially for the 76ers and how they are kind of coming after them and owe them. But, but really, Ian, if you want a guy, uh, that's going to show you what it's like to be a real gentleman in the NBA, like know what it takes, uh, track the progression and do what it needs to be done to use that platform for something good, Lang is your guy. So I wanted to spend some good time talking about that. He runs his foundation. He does so much in the community. He wants to be a broadcaster. I mean, the guy just, just, he just oozes balance and, and integrity. So, 
Uh, I really wanted to touch upon that in the interview, and I think it, it came out pretty well. All right, great. Well, let's not waste any time here. Let's jump right into it. All right. Langston Galloway, Detroit Pistons guard. Here we go. Brotherly Love Sports Podcast. Very fortunate today. We've got one of our big guys that we like following here on the program, Langston Galloway, Detroit Pistons guard, joins us today. We're on a Monday morning. Langston just played uh, the New Orleans Pelicans last night. They had the Sixers earlier in the weekend, and they go to Wells Fargo Center for a tough game against the Philadelphia 76ers tonight. Langston, the Bro Love Sports Podcast, it's a pleasure to have you, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. And, uh, Eric, it's always a pleasure, man, catching up with you, man. Always a pleasure. Is that right? Is that right? Now, Lane, just some backstory, man. Can you give the listener about uh, how our roads have, have crossed? You know, I know we played in college together, but. Yeah, I'll give a little backstory. Yeah, so me and Eric, me and Eric uh, we go back to college. Um, he uh, It's so crazy because Eric was a, was a really good athlete um, playing at Canisius, correct? Yep, yep. Yep, that Canisius, and then uh, ended up transferring to St. Joe's. Um, at first, he was he was he's always told me, hey, I didn't want to play basketball, and then all of a sudden, he's like, hey, look, I'm a, I'm gonna try to join the team, and I was like, hey, man, come on out, man, uh, just just uh, we would love to have you, and um, I mean, I always saw him in the gym working out, and uh, I was always in the gym as well, so we both were gym rats, and just just love being around the game of basketball, and. Um, and as time went on, we became to build our relationship and become really good friends. And uh, in practice, when he finally joined the team, and uh, I think this was our junior senior year, and um, we, we really—I uh, mean, I guess they got after it. We really were every practice. Eric was kind of killing the, the first team, so uh, I think Coach he made it a, a my my job to go out and stop Eric Kimler every day in practice. So. <laughs> that, that that was my job every single day to go out there and uh, and lock him up and then uh, not let him score. So uh, I mean, it, it was a lot of a lot of steals, but uh, I mean he we had our battles. He had our battle. Eric got a lot of a lot of the best out of me. Um, to I mean hey, to, to get where I'm at right now, I wouldn't. I, I mean I would really uh give a lot of a lot, a lot of credit to, to Eric King. I, I'm not gonna lie. I mean hey, he he made he made me work a lot a lot harder than what I, I would have uh, worked uh, any other day in practice. So I, I really appreciate him and. Um, that's our story. We, we're still close friends and uh, continue to uh, follow each other's careers. Yeah, so that, that I'll send you that memo about, uh, you know, you hyped me up here after we got off the phone. That's cool. <laughs> Good. You got to check your money order? No. Nah, well, well, you touched upon a lot of things, man. The one thing that when, you know, we came across each other when I, when I came to St. Joe's is how active you were, you know, outside of practice. I wasn't – too familiar with St. Joe's, uh, the current team, when I got there. But one thing that always stood out to me was your leadership, right? You at that time, you know, and just moving to where you are right now, I think is, a, is an amazing progression. It's something that young people should like. Lang, if, if there was like a, a camera following you during that, it should be bottled and sold and reproduced because it is the perfect formula for understanding how someone can be successful. You are always, you know, seeking to get better. What is it about, like, your progression in college you think uh, made yourself available to be ready when the NBA started calling? Because, you know, you, you start uh, in the G League with Westchester, get an opportunity to play with the Knicks. Do you think your approach to the game in that way, uh, you know, helped you get in a good position to get picked up and go where you are now? Yeah, I think that uh, my approach was never that, Hey, basketball, I'm not saying it wasn't an end-all, be-all, but at the same time, it's like I, I had to approach that 
Um, if I work, work hard and, and really um, put my mind to it, I think that uh, I, I would get an opportunity to try to make my dreams come true. And I think that uh, being well-rounded, um, whether that was in the classroom working hard or whether that was off the court doing a lot of uh, different uh, things in the community, I think that uh, just being able to, to use my platform to the best of my abilities is, uh, has always uh, kept me well-rounded. And I think that's what um, has continued to this day. It's like I, I look at the game of basketball as, uh, as, as a great like passion of mine, but at the same time, it's like so many people that I can reach and so many people I can touch uh, on this road and this journey. So um, I really, I really uh, credit that to, to my um, just my all-around uh, part of my, my life. Yeah, and I and it's so I, I I know that you articulate that so well, and it's, it's very apparent. You know, whenever, uh, you know, I see you during your games, but especially, like, after your games. Like, it, it just seems that, uh, you know, you're in your fifth year right now, which is, by the way, it's crazy how much stuff, you know, just goes, man. It's crazy how much time flies. You're yeah. this season here in the league, and, you know, now playing in Detroit, I, I can tell how much, you know, even when you got into the league, there was this great amount of respect that I think your teammates and opponents had for you. But but now, you're even more so talk to me about your relationship with, uh, you know, your teammates and, and and also opponents. Like the other day when you were playing Milwaukee, I know you guys had a, had a good game versus them. Uh, I saw just a real clip at the end of the highlight. It was like you locked in arms with uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo and a bunch of other Bucks guys. How is that dynamic? I know you guys spend a lot of time uh, on the road together. You see a lot of the same people. A lot of you play together and go separate ways. How are those relationships developed uh, as you go along here during your season? Uh, I think, um, like you said, this is my fifth year, and um, over, over, over time you you gain a lot of different relationships. And um, I think that uh, th- those are those are what what's important in, in life: um, gaining relationships and being able to um, just just see people grow. And I think that um, that's that's an important part of of this like going a part of life, you don't want to just go along and like not meet anybody or not uh, get a chance to be around some of the best players in the world. I mean, the NBA is, is, is uh, full of 450 guys, and it's like those are the best guys in the world. So um, you get an opportunity to play against them and, and, and build a relationship with uh, the brotherhood that the NBA is, um, it's, it's, it's an amazing um, opportunity for me. And then also, uh, I mean, it's, it's all about, I, I think, in my, my opinion, uh, my faith. My faith is so strong uh, and, and my belief in God that uh, he's led me to this point and, and continues to uh, steer my journey. And I just say yeah, I just trust in him every single day. And I think that uh, uh, every single um, thing that happens in life happens for a reason. And um, it's, it's really uh, just a, an honor to, to give him the glory every single step of the way. Absolutely, dude. I'm so happy you mentioned that. You know how I've been listening to a lot lately? What's that? I've been all over Lecrae lately, man. Oh, Lecrae, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got me into him, like, way I did. And I, I did. Some of you guys, some of our teammates, and you say him, and, dude, I've been all over him. Say you gon' fight, you ain't try, you don't lie, right? Turn up, up, go at line, you don't find time. Don't yet, put me down yet, pick me up for fucking wrong yet, almost wrong yet, put me on yet. But because yeah. he's he's so good, he's so, good man. He's really good. That's that's, that's he's a, it's a good message, man. So 
you, I think you do a good job. And, and by the way, to the listener, we're going to get to games here in a second. This, but this is what it's about. I mean, I, I think you, more so than anybody I know, recognize the big picture behind all this. And, and you are, you know, with this, with this great platform, using it for such good things. Um, cause that's what the NBA can and really is, can be. Um, talk about your, um, your, your commitment to the community and as well as your personal development. First of all, I saw, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, you did some, some work with the NBA PA doing some kind of like broadcasting school. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. So, um, so you're sounding good on here. We're going to get you, you know, when your career's done, you're going to get out on the, on the bike. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, um, it's so funny because I have my own podcast, uh, A Day in Our Kicks. So if you guys uh listening, hey, check it out, A Day in Our Kicks. Me and uh one of my friends, uh, Travis Singleton, we're on there. Um, okay. Just, uh, periodically, like every other week or every week. So we try, try to hey, get, get episode. We're in episode four right now, going in episode five. So I'm excited that's about that. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's been great. But, um, yeah, no, nah, we uh, – in in NBPA they have uh which is the National Basketball Players Association um they have uh different opportunities for each player uh every single summer where uh they can go out and like pursue what they're passionate about so uh they have uh, opportunities for broadcasting opportunities for networking and um uh real estate they have uh like a few different other opportunities as well but uh yeah, I, um, I'm very passionate about broadcasting and just love talking about the game, talking about sports in general. So, uh yeah, hopefully one day hey, when this ball starts bouncing, hey, I'll be you'll see me on broadcasting network somewhere, or uh, I'll be uh, hey somewhere uh, doing some of the sports that I love. So it's gonna, it should be good. That's fantastic, man. Well, let's move to Detroit. Uh, like we mentioned, you're in your fifth year. Uh, this is your fourth team. You started with the Knicks, uh, stayed with the Pelicans and the Kings. During the 2016 season, you seem to have found a good home here in Detroit. Uh, you had a great game last night, right? Season high 24 points and a loss to the Pelicans. Um, how, how was your stay in Detroit? I know, uh, I've never really spent some time out there. I know the city though has developed in a lot of ways. Uh, the new, new, uh, arena that you guys have down there, Little Caesars mm-hmm. Arena, it seems like they have a whole entertainment complex down in that area. What is it like, uh, playing in Detroit? And, and just kind of being around the, the kind of resurgence of that city and uh, recognizing the needs that it presents as, as you know, an ambassador really for the community. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's really been um, a project of mine, especially me and my wife, um, that we, we actually started our foundation this uh, this past summer, the Lancaster Gallery Foundation, and, um, and we've been really trying to uh, – find our niche in the community uh, as of lately in Detroit. We normally do do things back home in Baton Rouge, uh, but this summer uh, we really felt a, a need to help out Detroit. There's, there's a uh, numerous amount of um, opportunities to, to help out the kids. There's so many uh, just, just behind schools in Detroit, and, and it feels like back home for me because Louisiana is kind of like the same, uh, has the same issues, and um, – just being in the community trying to help out, whether that's um, helping the school with, with books or uh, helping them with uh, just equipment for the teams. Uh, I mean, whatever whatever we can do to try to help these different schools in the, in the area, we, we've been trying to do that. And uh, and just trying to bring them to the games and let, let the, the kids um, 
just get a second away from from all the um, things that's going around in their lives and just to see them smile and, and enjoy themselves. And that's that's what it's all about to see the kids uh, just just step away from their lives because I mean you just never know what's going on. So uh, we we really been trying to do that this this year, uh, especially just trying to uh, help out and uh, and the Pistons have been doing a great job of helping us with that. So um, we we will continue to do it and it's only uh, one step away. Yeah, that's great. It seems like if, if there's a guy who's, you know, whether it's your, you or your teammates that have a, have a willingness to help, they, they seem to, you know, provide some good backup. I mean, I'm looking at right now, and we'll share this article from the NBPA uh, from a couple years ago about your impact that you made uh, following the flood crisis in Baton Rouge. Uh, and uh, for the listener, you know, Lang is a, is a Louisiana guy, and, from a, and a couple years ago during the damage event, you were real active. Um, now, what, what, how, how do you feel – uh, you know, otherwise with this team going forward with Detroit, I know you guys had a, had a hard, had uh, a hot start. Uh, you know, you cooled off a little bit here. I think you're sitting at a couple games over 500. Uh, yep. You have a tough game uh, away at the center, as they call it, in, in Philadelphia. Um, you got Andre Drummond and, and Blake Griffin playing great inside. Um, how do you guys feel going forward uh, with where you're at right now? I think right now we're well, actually, at a good point because this is this is kind of like a make or break point of our season to try to figure out. Hey, we're reaching twenty five games in the season. Um, we're playing against a few different teams that have different styles. So we played against the Oklahoma City team that we lost against that they kind of rolled over us, and they're a really good defensive team. And we played against the Milwaukee team that's really good uh, three point shooting team. So. Um, and then last night played against a great up-tempo uh, New Orleans Pelicans team. So um, getting a chance to play against the Sixers tonight will be a, a, another great opportunity. We played them uh, this past Friday, and um, things got a little heated. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to, to, to get back out there and um, and really, really go after it because uh, we owe them. We owe them, and, um, and they know that, that we're, we're coming after them. So things did get heated. Now, now, I, I never, and, and Lang, you're cracking me up because as I've, uh, you know, before we got on, I, I watched some of the highlights of your previous games. You're a guy that, like, I would say, you know, maybe doesn't get too much, you know, into with the uh, extracurriculars, but it was great. You hit a three the other, uh, last night, and I saw a little look back. I don't know if it was towards the, the, the bench of the Pelicans or someone. And then you got it, you know, I, I saw uh, you get into it with Jimmy Butler the other day. So what's up with that, man? You got a little chip on your shoulder out there. I love it, man. Yeah, no, I mean, I've always had a chip on my shoulder, um, <laughs> especially especially being in this league. You have you have to carry that chip on your shoulder, and and being undrafted, that's that's where I get that from. And a lot of guys are talking and doing different things, so uh, you you really got to back it up. You gotta you gotta go right at them because if not, they'll step all over you. So uh, like I used to do back in the day with, with Eric Kimler, but uh, it's, it's still cool though. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, nice man! You got that in there, didn't you? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Now, now Philly tonight—that's what we really focus on. Like this Brotherly Love Sports podcast, you know, we're here in Philly. We focus on the Sixers a lot. Uh, Ian and I really like uh, the, the way that the, the Sixers are going. I'm not a big process guy, Lang. I trust the process. I don't know. It's kind of silly to me because I always, I always like watching those guys come and practice. Um, yeah. We were when we were in school. And that was before all that craziness. Um, but but what are your thoughts on on this Sixers team? You know, just a little further because because I love Embiid. I think Ben Simmons is is a pretty amazing athlete. 
And it seems like with the addition of Jimmy Butler, uh, it really kind of shakes up the whole kind of outlook of the Eastern Conference. I mean, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Toronto Raptors might be the, uh, you know, the front runners here right now, but how do you plan for a Sixers team, especially from a guard position, who's who's had a little in and out, little struggles with Markel Fultz and, and trying to score? Do you guys have a certain mentality that that you know you'll personally bring, you know, playing against uh, T.J. McConnell or Jimmy Butler, so to speak? Yeah, they, they they're um, a really tough matchup now, uh, especially adding Jimmy. I mean, um, in the past we've had a matchup where it's like, all right, well. You have, you have to go Joel with Andre, and then you go uh, Blake with whoever there. I mean, normally it was Sarge, but now um, they've kind of switched it up where they either have, like, another shooting big out there, whether that's, uh, what is it, Ilya Sova or, or, or um, I forgot the other guy's name. He's from the Hawks. But um, just, just matching up with them was, was easier. But now with Jimmy being there, Joel, Ben, and then you have JJ, and then you have um, another guard out there. I mean, it's, it's it's a tough matchup. It's a tough matchup, and they're, they're a really good team. Um, so I'm uh, I'm really excited to uh, to see where we're at because Joel didn't play against us on Friday night. So uh, yeah, I'll be excited to see like where how we match up and and how we're going to play against them. Yeah, and I know there's been some uh, playful banter to say the least between Embiid and, and Drummond over the years. Um, now now I know you said preparation, Dwayne Casey. You know, he was the league's, uh, you know, the, the coach of the year in the league last year. You know, unfortunately, he gets fired from, from Toronto but finds his way in Detroit. Does it seem like his system and his way of things is is, is getting implemented, established, and, and conducive to a winning culture there in Detroit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he's, he's doing a great job of um, just trying to build us all up with a lot of confidence to go out there and play every single night. And um and just how just how he's he's able to just adjust on the fly. I I, I would say that is it's it's great to see like a coach like adjust on the fly and, and try to help us any way possible to win. It's like if we're with close right there and we have to change up one or two things, hey, he don't mind listening to the players. It's like, hey, the players say one thing and it's like, hey, I think this is gonna work better than you telling us from a from a standpoint of Standing on the sideline, and he's like, "Hey, look, let's go with what you what you what you're seeing." And so, uh, having that player's coach on the floor is, is always great. That's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I I remember watching his uh, his his I guess reception where he got that trophy. And he talked about, you know, it's a crazy league, man. I think the guy knew he could coach, and it, it's a, I was really happy to see that he was going to Detroit because I was I, I've always loved watching and following you. Um, and to see the kind of various iterations of your rosters and stuff is really fascinating. I mean, it, can, it seems like it can be a carousel at times with, uh, you know, guys moving in and out. So that's, that's cool. You got some footing there. Um, so that's, that's great. Like, you know, just final things, man. What, well, you got a few games, you know, coming forward. You're here in Philadelphia. Um, you got another game. Uh, is it at Charlotte? Yeah, yeah, we head on out from here to Charlotte and then, uh, keep on rolling. Okay, man. Now what, what is your guys like? Like you said, around this time, do you have a simple goal where you want to be at as a team, you know, as this kind of stretch ends? Because, you know, going into the all-star break, what, what's your guys' mentality for, you know, alignment with the Eastern Conference, uh, say, when you, you know, coming up for Christmas, for instance? So right now we're, um, I think we're sixth in the, in the East right now. So um, if, we, if we can go out and at least be 
fifth or sixth going into the all-star break, um, feeling really good about ourselves and, um, and healthy. Number one is healthy. If we're healthy, uh, we can really compete with anybody in this league. And right now we have a few guys banged up and, um, uh, we're kind of limited with, uh, with, with guys, but, um, I think that, uh, that's, that's the biggest key right now is like staying healthy, uh, throughout the, hey, the 82 games and then, um, just, just being ready, being ready to, to, to accept the challenge because we're going to have a lot of tougher games on the back end of our, um, I guess you say like after the all-star break, it's only like 30 or 40 games left. So, okay. Um, yeah, right now we're at 25 going into tonight. So, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's still a long way to go and, um, it's, it's a lot of shaking and a lot of moving to go. So, uh, we just got to stay steady, stay steady and, uh, continue to get better each day. It's like, even though we might lose a few games here and there, um, just getting better each, each game is, is what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this, you're right. It's a physical stretch. You guys are at 13, 11. You're right. You're at six. You got the third place team tonight and then go to, go to Charlotte and play the seventh place team. So it's a long season, but it, it's, it's crazy to see, you know, how you, how you stack your chips and, and go game to game. So, well, yeah. Langston Galloway, we appreciate you here. I know Philadelphia loves when you come to play. Um, I was at a class, I was getting out of class the last time you guys played in Philadelphia and you guys had pulled the win out and, and they didn't bring a, uh, a sixer on the radio. They brought, they brought a Detroit Piston, Tom McGinnis. He interviewed you and I was cracking up because, you know, the guy loved you and it was a great interview, man. Yeah. Uh, so I was happy to hear from you. And, and, and so this is, this is great now. Continue following you. Uh, Lang, we're going to, uh, we're going to share that article from the MDPA. Uh, about your help, you know, for the flood crisis a couple of years ago out in, uh, out in Baton Rouge. And I'll also check out your podcast and make sure that we, uh, you know, we send that out as well. you got a little bit of a bigger platform than we do, but uh, <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do what we can. You know what I mean? I didn't know you were doing the podcast. So, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever little things I can do. So, so Lane, we, you know, we wish you the best of luck. I know Ian uh, loves following you as well. So, uh, you know, go get him tonight, man. We'll be following you. And, uh, you know, I love you, brother, you know, and, and keep praying for you, thoughts and prayers. You're a new father. So, you know, just, uh, and, you know, all the best to your family. you got such a wonderful family. So, so keep being you, man. You're the man. Hey, thanks so much. Hey, uh, appreciate you having me on, Eric and, uh, and Ian. And uh, it, it was a pleasure. Glad to, glad to be on. And, uh, hey, you guys uh, be blessed. And, uh, hey, love you, my man. All right, brother. All right. All right, great. Langston Galloway, thank you so much for coming on the Brotherly Love Sports Podcast. We really cannot thank you enough. I want to wish you the best of luck this season and with the rest of your career in the NBA. Uh, enjoyed watching you at, at St. Joe's University with Eggie win that A-10 championship. And uh, I definitely enjoy watching in, that, in the NBA. So great great to have you on and, and good luck. Eggie, any closing yeah. remarks? No, I mean, it's, yeah, I echo that. Uh, it was, like I said, it was funny chatting with Lang. I mean, we were always, uh, as you said, we kind of went back and forth and practiced a lot. I, I can't really number the amount of times he, he stole the ball from me. He's got like weirdly long arms, like <laughs> kind of like surprisingly long arms. Every time I try to dribble, he'd steal the ball from me up in and, you know, he'd give me a hard time for that. But I, you know, I get some shots in. Um, you know, so I miss playing with him. You know, I miss playing with guys like Lang. Because, you know, they're, they're good, but they're also, you know, they're good dudes. Um, so it kind of, you know, that was fun for me as a walk down memory lane, you know, getting a little nostalgia this morning, being able to talk to my old teammate and good friend. Um, but yeah, man, you know, I, uh, obviously we like the Sixers here on this podcast, but I'd be lying if I, if I didn't say probably, you know, 
one of the teams that I really like following is Detroit, and one of my you know more interested players is, is of course Lang. And so, um, so yeah. So thanks again to Lang. Yeah, he he's doing a podcast himself, right? He's he's doing that podcast about sneakers, or yeah, I don't know. He he, he likes shoes a lot. LG and, kicks, uh, right? You know, I try. What's that? I think it's LG kicks or something like that. I follow him on Instagram and. I've seen him. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's called a day in our, yeah, you know, a day in our kicks. And the guy you mentioned in the interview is uh, is a guy who you know works with with uh, with sneakers in some regard. I'm not really sure. I'm not a sneaker head, so to speak, Ian. But you know, Lang's doing a lot of things, man. He's a like I said, he's a well balanced guy. He's going to be successful in a lot of things that he does. So he's a new father. Yeah, he's, he's just uh, you know all all around stand up dude. So thanks again, Lang, for coming on. And, uh, you know, I, I know the disappointment of the Eagles season is still kind of fresh in mind, but this was a good uh, kind of reprieve and a nice thing, I think, for all the listeners to uh, go into tonight's game with that kind of perspective, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So that's all I got for Ian. All right, man. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Again, Lang, thanks for coming on. Have a great day, everybody. Peace. One heart's broken And one heart grows